games just changed the entire landscape of esports and or video games? Their 10-year anniversary finally gave them a reason to put an S at the end of Riot Games. And since we're huge League fans, we're all about it. So if you don't like League, you can nine times report podcast on this hard-inting episode of the Red Devil Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week two. It's a little delayed, but it's episode two of the Red Devil Podcast, still our temporary uh, namesake for a while. Uh, this one's going to be all about League of Legends, so if you don't like League of Legends, uh, probably not worth uh, listening to this. I guess if you like Riot Games or just gaming world in general, it was a pretty big, pretty substantial uh, day for video games as a whole. So, as usual, I am your host, David Peep My Vision Score Hollis. Um, I'm joined by two of the three usual guests on the show. I have Nick, I set that up, LaRue. LaRue, you here, bud? I set that up. There you go. Uh, LaRue is our classic um, support ADC, gets lots of assists. Then I have Ben, Hardstuck, and Diamond 2 promos, Thomas. Whoa, I'm in Diamond 2 now, though, buddy. You can't use that. Proud of you. And we are normally joined by Brian Lane Flays as a coin flip, Anderson, but he is not here at this time. So, it is the 10-year anniversary of League of Legends, and League has basically kept me and you two and Brian and tons of our friends together for some of you guys 10 years. I know for me at least the last eight years. Um, I figured we could talk a little bit about our history with League, just so people know, so we're not like the Season 8 Gen Zers that are just now joining. We've actually been here to see pretty much League come up huge and then basically maintain its fame for a long time. So LaRue, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, I sort of wish Brian was here for this, actually, because he's he's 100% the reason that I got into League of Legends. And they, uh, I used to be a big StarCraft II nerd, as anyone who uh, played with me back in the day will know. And part of being a StarCraft II nerd back then was to be a big League of Legends hater. So I, uh, I never really gave the game a chance until Brian invited me over, literally made me my account, and was like, all right, we're going to play. So it's all uh, it's all history from there, but... It's been a it's been a good however the however many years it's been who knows. I actually didn't know it was the hip cool thing in the StarCraft community to hate League of Legends. I knew Dota 2 you were supposed to hate League, but I didn't know StarCraft also hated League. Well, yeah, dude, StarCraft's all about micro and like having skill, and League of Legends is all about like not being a total idiot. So, a little bit slightly different skill sets. That's fair. Ben, what about you? I think you're our newest person. Well. My timeline with League is a little bit weird. In a way that uh, Socrates taught Plato, um, who taught Aristotle, uh, Brian, in this case, would be Socrates, Nick being um, Plato, and I guess that would be sort of an Aristotle. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the smartest of the three. Wasn't but, one of them uh, fake? I'm sorry? I'm pretty sure one of those was a, not a real person. Anyway. No, all, no, all of those are real people. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're real people. <laughs> I don't know. That is a grave know. statement that LaRue's making. Nick, are you a degenerate? Dude, so Aristotle is literally <laughs> Aristotle literally has like writing, so you know he's real. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty sure one of those it's like it's like a real like a real we wrote this and said we were Aristotle situation. I don't know. We'll figure no, it out. I think I know what you're talking about. So basically, um You've been spending a lot of time on R slash red pill, LaRue. What? Absolutely not. <laughs> So, so, so when Plato was right, this, this is a little bit off topic. We'll, we'll get back to league here in a second. But when Plato was writing about uh, rhetoric, 
um, there's not a lot of writing of Socrates that exists. Um, but Plato also, would like Plato would like use um, use rhetorical concepts and basically have like Socrates be like the narrator, so to speak. Um, so that's that, that might be what you mean. But no, all three of those people are real. But anyway, all that to say, I started playing league in 2013, which would have been what my sophomore year of college. So now I've dated myself. Um, I played league before that, though. I actually played league um, in 2011 or so for the first time, but I didn't like it as much as Han and Dota. So I sort of like didn't stick with it, I guess. I was way more of a Han guy. I mean, I was playing Dota when it was a Warcraft 3 custom game. Um, Han was extremely popular. In fact, a lot of Han players, uh, once Han started dying and the competitive scene wasn't flourishing, a lot of the pro Han players went to League. So a Kiwi, Kiwi Kid actually was like a really good Han player before he became a pro support. And actually, um, I can't remember if it was my brother. So my brother was decently high ELO in Han, and he actually remembers playing with Kiwi Kid, actually. Um when he was still playing Han. So all that to say, I, I went from Han to league and uh, never really looked back. Cause Han d- died. I, I t- to be honest, I think I actually liked Han more, but the infrastructure and the company just wasn't quite as good as leagues. I don't think so. Um, I've been in league ever since and, uh, steadily improved and it's a good time. Glad you all got me into it. Yeah. I think I'm kind of the weird one where I didn't play. This is like literally the only PC league is like the only PC game I played for most of my life. Like I was always like a console gamer. I was a big like Halo guy and Xbox. And then I played all like, I was obviously a smash or I guess not obviously I was uh, like semi-professional, like travel to tournaments, smash bros player for three years. And I played league of legends just because all my friends did. I was like, I didn't play any MOBAs ever. I've never played Dota. I've never played Han. I've never played Heroes of the storm. I downloaded league. I think, I think I downloaded it in season two because I think I remember Brian and LaRue talking about it. And so I remember playing like Anivia and bot games, like a whole bunch. And then on my old account, Healy's are cool. 88. Um, so that was like back in the day, but I think I like really got into it. I started watching the esports scene at the beginning, like right as season three kicked off, and then that's when I started being like, "League is cool," and then I played it all the time. Yeah, actually, funnily enough, I'm a little bit like you in that I, I did like the trifecta. So I was, I mean, video games. I mean, outside of like school and sports and friends. I mean, I guess friends were sort of included in video games, but it was pretty much my life. Like I played. I played Nintendo, I played Halo, and I played like computer games such as Han and Dota and League. So I don't know how I had all the time to play all those games, but I was like all over all three of those. Because you're a fat hey, nerd. That's you true. Don't, you don't sleep, dude. And that's that true. is true. You have the worst sleeping schedule of any of us by far. That, yeah. this, this is true. This is 100% Ben's, true. Ben's like the, the low-key best Halo player that you didn't know was that good in your life. I guarantee it. I believe that. Ben always is good at basically any video game you hand him. Like, I like to think I'm pretty good at basically any video game you hand me, but Ben's, like, on a different level. It's because my brother made me play video... I mean, people don't believe this. I was literally playing video games before I had memories, like, because my brother, right? Yeah, my brother's yeah. Yeah, so I had an older brother who's, like, three and a half years older than me, and um, he got a Super Nintendo when we were really young, and we later got a Nintendo 64, and he got, like, bored playing on his own. So he, like, basically was, like, begging my parents to let 
him like giving me a controller and to play with him. And so I was like probably two and a half, three years old and I was playing like Mario with him on the Super Nintendo. So I credit that as just like I've always been playing them. And I think just like any skill in life, if you start really early, uh, you have a huge leg up on people that start even like four or five years later. So, Dude, someday in one of these like slow news weeks, we'll just do like a nostalgia cast where all we do is talk about like our favorite like young child gaming experiences. <laughs> what, you mean starting in StarCraft cheat codes for Chris? Just That's funny. I remember. Show me the money. Oh, God. <laughs> what was that website that, that was like... <laughs> Oh, there was an old cheat website that used to tell me how to unlock like Sonic and Super Smash Bros. Oh, Melee. I know what you're like, talking about. It was a website it was that like, had like cheat, cheat codes radar for any game something. you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember which one it was. Cheat but... code CC.net or something like that. Yeah, oh, my brother was a dirty StarCraft cheater. He didn't have the... I don't know what it was with him. He like didn't have the patience in campaign, so he would just like do the show me the money thing, which would like give you like infinite money and resources. So. A little bit yeah. of Operation Qual. Operation Qual, Power Overwhelming, all that bullshit, so. Yeah. yeah, so you guys were, like, the truest nerds. I was, like, the filthy casual where I was, like, Mario's my favorite. And I was, like, <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get an Xbox until, like, my parents said video games were too violent, and so I, I was only allowed to play, like, Mario because, like, Mario jumps on, a, like, a Goomba and, it, like, blood doesn't spurt out. But I remember being, like, banned from one of my friends' houses because... <sighs> He had an Xbox. My parents didn't want me playing Halo. So my first Halo game was actually like Halo Reach for 360, I think. But that's totally off topic. We're here to talk about League of Legends. So the t- so did any of you watch the stream live? I know I like tried to basically just catch up on the highlights. I didn't watch the actual stream live. LaRue, you seemed like you were pretty on top of it. Uh, so, for, the, uh, for the 10th anniversary release? Yeah. I, like was, when they... I was... No, I still need to actually watch that right, please probably worthwhile but i was parsing things pretty uh pretty piecemeal and then i found the reddit thread that actually did it all did all that work for me later but um yeah it's it's pretty crazy dude it's you know riot's got so many engineers there and for years and years everybody's like what what do they do, they do also riot the games clients can't oral, you know and like they only make one game and then uh they they drop just a ton of stuff in one day and I'm I'm like I'm I'm like flabbergasted. I don't know I'm proud of them. They did a seemingly good job. So uh, I don't know. It's it's a lot of stuff though. It is a lot of stuff. I was a little bit surprised they essentially like blew their load like all at the same time. It was like and here's no, everything and it's like well this is coming in like years but this is coming tomorrow and it's like there's just a lot of variety there. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the strategy, um, but I think with the, it, it, I don't know, for some reason to me it felt kind of rushed. Um, but well, it's I not think, like Riot's marketing team has ever been like praised for their brilliant and like spectacular strategies. Right. Yeah, I think that they kind of felt like a pressure because it's worlds and because of the 10 year anniversary. I think they felt a pressure to like do like crazy stuff. Um, I it don't know. Seems silly to drop so many games at once just because. Uh, you know, like, there's never going to be seven top esports. There's only going to be so many. And if they're just going to target all of them, like, there's no chance that, that all of these games succeed. So it's hard <laughs> to get super excited until you see which ones actually are going to be real. Here, Here's my thing, and, and maybe this is, like, just, you know, a complete just, like, fallacy. But if you can't even, like, update the lead client and, like, 
eight years. I don't know how much I expect of you to like be able to maintain like eight different things at the same time. I understand that. Like, like I don't know. Like, if you are that bad at divvying up resources for like literally your money maker, like why is it? How do we expect you to be able to handle like multiple games simultaneously? Yeah. Like I imagine. So to get into like what they're doing, they are there's Legends of Ruterra, which is essentially their like Hearthstone competitor. It's not a Hearthstone clone. It's definitely different, but it's still like in the same vein. Then there's Wild Rift, which is probably their huge money maker because that's like a it's mobile league basically, but also coming to consoles. So that one's going to be like super popular, I would imagine, especially in like the Chinese community. And then who's like super mobile game focused? Then there's Project A, which is their like tactical hero shooter, a fighting game. Like it's a not a platform fighter like Smash Bros. It's more of a like Street Fighter Tekken type thing. Actually, no, it's not like Tekken. It's like Street Fighter, though it might be Tekken. I guess it could be 3D. And then their long in the works MMORPG that I think seems far away. What's that one called? I don't think it, I think it just has. It's called like Project. G. Like Project no, F or Project something. Project G is, fighting, is oh, the fighting game. And it. It's probably like Project M or some silly name like that. You know, funnily enough, I do think that the, like the MMO like matches the league lore and sort of like atmosphere the best of all of those games. Like I think I, I think do. that could be a really really well done sort of project. I totally agree. I think the MMORPG is what most people that are fans of this game have been like clamoring for basically like that's something that they would be all about doing like i feel like a lot of le- the league audience are wow players or like people from the wow scene and so they would be like all about an mmorpg the fighting game is the thing i'm the most surprised by that's I mean, the one I, that's what i'm least surprised by they like bought a fighting game studio a couple years ago it was well they was did i'm writing on the wall I knew it was coming. I'm surprised that they wanted to do it over like before they did some of these other things. Like I get the I, hero shooter thing. Do uh, you? I think the hero shooter and the fighting game are like equally kind of like bizarre for League. Oh, I, I think those are the coolest. I think I, CS:GO is like super successful, and Overwatch is also like doing okay. And I think they want to like basically just be like, oh, we can just do it better than both of them. And I think that's pretty cool. Like I, yeah. I think that I think there's a lot of viewership capabilities for shooters like csgo you can watch even if you have no idea like i've never played the game and i watch csgo because it's fun to watch and it's like pretty simple to understand yeah so if they can make a shooter simple to understand same with the fighting game i guess it's really easy to be like his health bar went down when he got hit yeah or like that guy shot that back like it's pretty simple yeah the thing i'm really excited about with that that tax shooter is that a A, it's a tax shooter so like aim and skill and all of that matters you need like one hit headshot really easily just like csgo and it's sort of like just a a, a different philosophy on that in terms of csgo is like how do we be real everything is a grenade uh this one is like essentially csgo with an overwatch skin plus summoner spells that like make walls and stuff that you can jump over um so that'll be a really just an interesting take on that genre because i love csgo that like skill aspect makes it such a good game and then even beyond that like Valve just runs their tournaments and their esports in such a different way that, like, I think this tax shooter looks infinitely better than Overwatch, even off of this just, like, alpha footage. Um, and, like, yeah, I think it could take over the, the franchised shooter spot from Overwatch. 
um, kind of compete with CSGO head-to-head there. I'm pretty excited to see how it goes. I also don't think the Overwatch competitive team necessarily is doing that well. Yeah, Brian like, would I know, it, I know they backed, like, a ton of stuff, but they are, like, and got behind it with a lot of money, but I don't think, like, from a viewership standpoint, like, even during, like, what I thought was, like, Worlds for Overwatch or, like, the Overwatch League finals, like, it would, like, peak at, like, 70k viewers, which, like, Smash Bros. does, like, every Sunday. So, like, I was pretty surprised by that. And I played a lot of Overwatch. I was top 500 on Xbox for, like, even though it was Xbox, so I'm not a real gamer, but I did play a ton of Xbox on Overwatch, and it was really fun. I had a great time. And I was just, I just didn't have a PC at the time, so I never played it on PC. I should download it now just to get back into it, but I haven't played since season one. And I thought it was a really good game. I just think it's really, like, the problem with, so I think Project A is cool, but a hero shooter is much harder to follow than just a tax shooter. Because yeah, you have uh, to follow, like, cooldowns and abilities, and some of those abilities are, like, batshit crazy. Yeah, my read on that is that there's none of the, like, it, it, it's different in the sense that like abilities are more about creating tactical advantages and and messing with scenery and terrain than they are like I have a big bubble that absorbs damage or me yay. Uh, in the sense yeah. that it's it's much more fun to play around and to watch people play around than like some spell that you need to know the the flavor text of to understand what it's doing. Yeah, like if it's like if it's there's a lot of classes in Overwatch, and all of those classes have, like, seven different characters. And so, like, you have to know all of those things, and they all do totally different things. Where, like, CSGO, it's like, this gun shoots different. Like, if it's more on the simple side, I think that's better for it. And if it's, like, you each... Maybe there's, like, five units, and they each have a different, like... I don't know, they have two abilities. Like, that's fine. That's easy to, like, comprehend, I would think. And easier to balance. I feel like Overwatch is super hard to balance. Yeah. They don't even have like, that many heroes, I think. Only like 20 or something, right? No, there's way more than 20. There's at least like 30-something. Uh, Overwatch, there's a good amount of characters. Yeah, there's not like 140 like in League, but there's no. definitely more than 30. There's probably, I think there's... Because there were like six in each of the four classes when the game first came out. But It's pretty remember. crazy to me how much League has grown. Like, I've seen... I've seen Probably a hundred some champion, almost a hundred champions come out. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that is. True. That means I've bought over. Well, I've bought every champion, but I've like at release bought almost a hundred champions. Oh, I'm old. I think I remember when Diana came out. That was like the oldest character I remember. I remember yeah, watching my brother play me. the beta of League actually. Oh, does he have uh, Does he have like the box? That'd be pretty cool. I'm not sure, but I remember he like he he started playing League before like while it was still in beta. And the only reason why I wasn't playing is because I didn't have a laptop at the time, so I wanted to play, I just couldn't. But yeah, back to like the fighting game thing and the tax shooter thing. Like I think the I think the fighting game's simple to understand. I just don't know how much cross like Dragon Ball Z Fighters is like one of the most recent fighting games that's actually achieved like pretty decent commercial success. But I feel like it did that because the anime Dragon Ball Z is, like, insanely popular. Like, everybody knows what Dragon Ball Z is. Not everybody knows what League of Legends is. I'm just not familiar enough with classic fighting games to understand what differentiates, like, two side-scrolling fighters, you know? Like, why would I I care about this new League fighting game? Like, what mechanics did they add? Is it really just all, like, more about the characters that are fighting than any sort of, like, particular mechanics? Totally agree. I think that, like, 
Dragon Ball Z added some like interesting like movement options that made it cool. And then there's like Soul Calibur and Tekken are like technically 3D fighters in an arena, so you can like move up up and down, not just like um, yeah. jump and stuff. I'm just thinking um, like as we as we talked about on on the last podcast, like Nintendo doesn't do anything to promote esports, and so if yeah. you just had like a fun quirky alternative fighter to comp- like to be the next Smash, like what if you just out Smash Nintendo? Like holy holy moly! Like people people might not come over because they're attached to their Smash characters and, like, that franchise or whatever, but you could definitely attract a lot of, like, young viewership share. I agree with that, but... Th- so, that would be interesting because they have... There have been smaller platform fighters. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Brawlhalla or Rivals of Aether. Uh, but those are both, like, small indie, like, platform fighters that are actually... Oh, made like, by Riot? Small indie company? No, not made by Riot. They're made by... I think Rivals of Aether is made by one dude. His name's Dan Furnace or Fortnance or something. Um, but they're, like, pretty successful. Like, they have, like, a competitive scene. Like, people play in them, but they have, like, no backing at all because they're made by, like, two people or one guy or, like, a team of seven. Yeah, I knew a, play- a game like that back at- We played back in college called Tag Pro where they had, like, a whole competitive scene and then you'd never even heard of it. It was just, like, a Flash game. Yeah, so, like, it'd be interesting to see a platform fighter with the level of support that Riot has, but just to see if a platform fighter is really the key to, like, viewership. Like, if, I know Smash Bros., it's, like, a lot of nostalgia, and, like, you get to play as your favorite Nintendo character, and everybody likes Mario and Kirby kicking each other. But, like, it'd be interesting if a league game was, like, pretty well-balanced and people were interested in the characters enough to want to play that. Yeah, no kidding. Because, like, this cast of characters really is quite the asset for Riot, as demonstrated by all the stuff that they're just re- recycling IP in between Team Fight Tactics and, and this new fighting game and, like, whatever else they come up. They're probably recycling the anime. It looks like Jinx is going to be in that. So uh, yeah. they just have so much potential to expand lore and, like, do whatever they want. You do a bunch of merchandising. So are any of you interested... So we talked about Tax Shooter, we talked about Fighting Game, we talked about MMORPG. Are any of you interested at all in mobile league for your phone or like would you buy this for the switch it's tough for me yeah the game i'm excited about as a game because unlike almost every single mobile game i've ever seen this actually looks like fast-paced and fun and the controls look like they're probably pretty fluid uh but obviously these games still are going to be like what minimum 10 minutes long so if I'm, like, what am I playing a mobile game is if I'm on, like, the subway or in transit or something. But New York City subways are ancient, so you, like, just lose signal. There's no Wi-Fi on them. So I'm not going to be, like, disconnecting every every few seconds uh, while playing this game. So I unfortunately don't know that I'll play too much of it. Um, but it does look really cool as a game. I just, like, I don't know what it is. I can't get, I can't get myself to get into, like, a mobile game. Um, Same here. Like... I don't mind, like, I didn't mind playing, like, you know, a tower defense game on my phone, you know, that's sort of just, like, single player, I can do the or, like, playing Snake, even, but, like, something like, if you want me to play TFT on mobile, right, like, I am not going to play a 45, like, a 40-minute TFT game on mobile to get 8th place, and, like... I don't know. I just think that's a giant waste of time. Like, if I have time to play a 40-minute TFT game on mobile, why aren't I just at home playing it? Well, I imagine it'd probably be, like, notifications. So it'll be like, hey, like this fight is over. Here's the results. Like, you probably aren't going to watch every fight as actively as you do on your desktop. I just feel like that is what? that would take so long. 
No way, dude. That if would you're take waiting four on, like, hours. Yeah. It would have to be like four, like, it's like a four-player TFT game. It's, it's just like, I'm in a business meeting. Let me, like, give me, like, 50 minutes, and then I'll pick my carousel item. It's like, wow. I mean, okay, first off, TFT doesn't last 50 minutes. Second, did you ever do, like, HQ Trivia? It lasts trivia? 30 minutes. HQ Trivia minutes. was, like, 20 minutes. People did HQ Trivia at their desks all the time. Like it's, a, it, it's an idle game, you know? You're, you have to be very passively involved, so... I don't know. I think that I think TFT is a little bit more active than like a trivia game, but true. It's it's on it's somewhere between that and, and like, Wild Rift. And like especially if I'm on like Wild Rift, like that is you definitely need your full attention for if you're trying to play like actual league on mobile. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I yeah. also, I'm at the I same page as you, Ben. I would yeah. I have no idea yeah. when I play this. I, I get like know. a 12-inch iPad Pro for Wild Rift. So I'm gonna be the best iPad gamer out there. Okay, just get it for Switch. Uh, dude, Switch, I don't know if Switch is great for, like, MOBA. I mean, if it, what's, how is a Switch not better than a... TFT on Switch would be awesome. That's the only version of this I'd think about getting, is TFT on Switch, because I could, like... TFT on Switch would be dope. Yeah, because then I can just, like, sit on my couch and play it while I'm, like, watching Netflix. What's the difference between that and your phone? Sitting on the couch. TFT on my phone, I could see happening. I just feel like I would, I would like the interface more on a Switch. Um, That's fair, it's a bigger screen. Yeah, which is why like an iPad or something I could get behind as well. But um, I don't know. I just don't ever see myself playing League of Legends on my phone. But I'm also like, I don't play games on my phone unless I could probably have played them on my TI-83. My my yeah. primary time, so my, my only real phone game that I've been into that's not Sudoku is uh, Hearthstone. And I haven't played in a while, but generally Hearthstone is a game that I would play just like, sitting on the couch watching a movie or something you're like mainly focused on the movie and then every now and again it's your turn and you just like do a thing and then you're back do you have uh, a timer in the hearthstone bubble yeah yeah there's but there's is like it 30 like 30 second turns is it 30 second turns the whole time you're playing on mobile or is it like come back in the next 30 minutes and make a move no no no, no. it's it's very time boxed it's like your opponent just just ended their turn now you have 30 seconds okay that's but it will it will send you a notification hey it's your turn yeah, so like you can close your phone, but you couldn't like close your phone and drive twenty minutes and then like no, get back. No, on. no, no. Okay. See, that would be something. That's like the way I use my phone. I don't like like I would prefer it to be something I can check like every like I don't know forty five minutes to an hour. Like that's I don't like know. That's like chess by mail. Do. Yeah, right. Like I'd be down for that. Hmm. Uh, but I would think I'm in the weirder market because I know some people that just lo- like mobile games are so successful, dude. They make so much money. Mobile games make billions of dollars a even if they're so simple yeah and it's like it's crazy that there's clearly a market that i just don't understand um so i mean i it would assume wild rift is going to be like extremely successful especially in like foreign markets where mobile games are like literally like a lifestyle i just I, maybe i will get into it if it's like really great and like the interface is awesome i just don't understand controlling with my thumbs on a touchscreen and like smearing my touchscreen all over dude i can't even get my iphone to like hit the space bar half the time let alone trying to like play like a first person finger. shooter on my phone big finger can't like big or fingers like, really hard to type things yeah. or, or what do you want me to like hit a lease in cube flash ward hop and kick someone back on my phone like i just don't understand it like i don't i don't even it. think you can flash and i didn't look like there was flash in the in the trailer you, i saw you get the point though like i don't understand how you're supposed to like do those oh yeah for, things like on how do you press two buttons simultaneously <laughs> that seems hard to me. <laughs> yeah i think i think they have probably thought about that um 
it, I don't know. It looks very smooth in, in terms of the actual gameplay video they have, which is somewhat limited. But I guess yeah. we'll see. Do, do we know when all this stuff comes out? Is it all just like vague future dates? I think a lot of it was like early 2020. Hmm. Dude, I feel like such a boomer when I like talking talk about mobile games this way. I think it's honestly like a little bit of a generational thing, like because I've I've seen like you know a couple of like. Um, family friends kids who are like younger on the younger side you know like 13 14 and they're like all into like playing like fortnite and call of duty on their phones and i just like i just feel like i'm like a generation removed i just don't get it i really don't dude we'll have to have our buddy carwright on because carwright has like the gaming intellect or like say or like he enjoys the games that like gen z is like all about like he was like a huge fortnite guy is this kid on tiktok oh i'm on tiktok bro i'm just a boomer man i'm a boomer i'm sorry it's okay. We are, it's all about love here. No hate. <laughs> Unless you feed in my lane, then it, then there's hate. Yeah. It's still agree. a little love. It's just jealousy. Yeah. All right. So the only other like other game we haven't really talked about is the Legends of Runeterra, which is the Hearthstone competitor. And so the you I don't, have you seen any of the Legends of Runeterra? I watched like a few streams of it, and I maybe I just don't understand. But I like, did not watch any of the gameplay. It looks it looks generally just like a turn-based card game. Uh, nothing too, too crazy. I really thought it was interesting. I like the, the flavor of it, where uh, rather than, like, all the effects are, are, are first-person. So, like, a card will be like, if you do this, then I do this, which I thought was kind of cute. Um, I'm sure they'll have all sorts of fun little mechanics, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It's really card games... You can do a lot of stuff with, particularly digital card games. Uh, that's like one of the reasons Hearthstone is great, is that there's just there's just effects that you could never do in a real card game, like uh, like doubling up, like getting ten copies of a card and something, like shuffling that into your deck randomly, um, stuff like that. Uh, so it's all about how creative you can be within some like framework that makes the game somewhat balanced, and we'll just see how like right is it that way more important than any of the, like the initial things that we see. So Nick, I'm not a, uh, I'm not really like a huge card game person, um, but I do have a question for you, and it's a little bit off topic, but how dope, like, would you be interested in a VR card game where it's similar to like Yu-Gi-Oh that you watched on TV, where like the cards are almost like holographic and they like show up on a field yeah, and they have incredible. like, a- and they have like animations that like attack each other, like, would, yeah. like, would that, like, do you think that has like any sort of like appeal, or is that just like way too 100 percent sure that's coming i think I... that and pokemon are like next is like the those are going to be like some of the like huge like barrier to like the very first games that get huge on on vr, on VR. Gonna be, yeah so what are, like have you put on a vr headset uh, yes like, i have so the things that suck about vr are when your movements in game don't line up with your movements in real life like you right. don't have ha- haptic feedback or whatever yep um, yep and moving like in certain yeah, ways walking around. yeah without like physical feedback can really mess with you uh so what if we just have a game where we don't do any of those things and instead we do like really cool visualizations that are 3d right. that enhance the game but we like in theory could probably play the game without them who knows correct uh, you probably could. But, or maybe not. Maybe like a key aspect is controlling my 3D VR characters in like a 3D space, and we like actually make use of the medium. That's probably even better. Um, but I certainly see a ton of a ton of 
possibility there. That's that's a really cool game idea. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, I thought about that exact same thing. That I think like uh, if so, whoever has the license for Yu-Gi-Oh right now, it should be trying to partner with whatever the cheapest um, VR headset is and make that. Because I think people would be so about that. Because you could play like a typical Yu-Gi-Oh game last you what like 20 minutes, which is about as much yeah. time as any one person wants to spend in a VR headset. Like after a while, it does get pretty disorienting. Yeah, it does. It does get a little it does get a little bit disorienting. I remember like someone had like a really cheap VR headset and they had like this program that basically like made it feel like you were flying and you were going through like you know antarctica like all these jungles and rainforests and i was like this is the dopest thing like i i felt like such a boomer i was like technology's nuts dude that sounds like soren at disney soren is an awesome thing Did, have you seen the harry potter like disney i have not no. okay so I get that. yeah i went to disneyland for my birthday because i was blessed with a girlfriend who's from los angeles and so we got to go to disneyland and i went to harry potter world and they have like Essentially, it's like it, it's what Pokemon Go is meant to be. Like it's like an AR, um, yeah, ride. And so like half of it is like practical effects, and like there's like a big like plastic snake that jumps out at you. But the other half is like basically just a wind tunnel, like on a, or you're like attached to like a chair, and a screen is projected at you. But the screen yeah. is like AR essentially, so it looks like Harry's right. in front of you and you're flying. I think I yeah. did that once on a Spider-Man ride. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, when I was in Disney World a few years ago, they had a ride for Star Wars that was just like that. Like, you were all on this platform. That's that Star was like, Tours. Yeah, Star Tours. There we go. That was the one I was on. Yeah. Okay, like think about that, but you're not at all in a plastic machine. Oh. Like, the whole, you're just surrounded by screen. Oh. And That's effects. pretty dope. That's yeah, pretty it was, dope. It was pretty cool. Wow! Yeah, like dude, it I feels like it feels like you're flying over Hogwarts with a dragon chasing you. I can't Whoa. wait for some of those things. It's yeah, it's it's like you can say whatever you want about a ride not convincing you or whatever. Like it doesn't have to convince you. It is one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like it's uh. wild, and it's something I feel like almost everyone should experience at some point because like that is like that that's going to be the future of uh, like, yeah amusement like, park. Like yeah. that's the that's the future is rides like that because they're yeah. like because I mean it doesn't take up a lot of space either discreet. right exactly no, no, no. it doesn't take up like a ton of space you don't have to have like a giant park for that no you essentially just have to make the chairs feel like they're doing whatever the screen around you is doing exactly yeah and so like you'll like it basically just like plants you in front of a screen but the screen is like the entire like a your vision cone wide and so it feel then it moves you like you're flying on a broom or whatever or a hippogriff. And then it'll like basically transition you to the next scene. And when they do that, it move like you go through like some practical effect type things. And then you're at the next screen. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm super awesome. hyped for some of those because like those things that I mentioned that like moving around is hard. When you got a backpack or like you're like fully portable and you're like at a warehouse, those go away, right? So uh, look straight up. I cannot wait for the full warehouse VR first person like true first person shooter. Where it's like laser tag, but with VR. That'd be so crazy. That'd be wild. I hope someday. Like, I'm sure we will see that in our lifetime. But I'm pretty, like, pretty stoked, and I hope I'm still like young enough to think that stuff's cool. Because is that like the first crossover esport real sport where you're like not only doing some digital stuff, but you gotta like actually vault over that wall and other yeah, things. Yeah, that'd be dope. That yeah, la be dope. laser tag paintball. 
the VR game. That's yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Um, not to, uh, not to rain on the parade here, but, uh, David, how long do you want this to be? Cause I think right now we're at like 43 minutes. We're at 35 actually. Oh, 35. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I still had like two more things to, to talk about. Right. So is there anything else we, well, so the, are you going to play the legends of Runeterra, LaRue? Uh, I'll, I'll probably give it a shot. Uh, depends how pay to win it is and how good they balance it. Um, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on it. It definitely. It seems like you just unlock the cards. It might take a lot of grinding, but like, so does like unlocking champions, you know. So yeah, if you play it enough, a younger me did all that grinding in league. I don't have yeah. to. I just have a bunch of blue essence now, you know. Yeah, that's true. I've uh, I'm definitely not a deck builder type of person. Like I played Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day. Um, like I played the card. Like even with the like cards, I would like build my deck. I remember I got was lucky enough to get like Mirror Force, which I guess is like one of the most broken Yu-Gi-Oh cards ever. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Um, that was my like claim to fame. Yu-Gi-Oh was. Oh yeah, David's deck has Mirror Force. I'm pretty and sure Mirror I... Force is banned in like tournaments, by the way. Oh really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I played some like Kingdom Hearts deck builder game on the Game Boy Advance. But the best deck builder I ever played. And I could soapbox about it. I could do a 45-minute podcast about how Mega Man Battle Network is the best deck-building game I've ever played in my entire life. I played all six of those games, and they're all tremendous. And that would be that's like my the perfect version of a deck builder for me, where there's some action and some skill. Have any of you guys played Mega Man Battle Networks? Uh, no, I've heard of it. It's like a no, I haven't. It's kind of like TFT, kind of like a deck builder, where you essentially send. Uh, you have a deck with these battleships, is what they're called, and then you have your like Mega Man, and Mega Man gets placed on a nine or a three by three like tic tac toe board, and then the other person has a three by three tic tac toe board, and you can send them with certain battleships based on how they like are classified, and so you could have like three cannons or three swords all together, and then you fight in like your little arena, and you can move around. You have like a normal like buster shot like Mega Man does to do damage to the other person and you just try and like get the other person's help down. Absolutely go watch a trailer for it because it's awesome. They made six of them. They were all for Game Boy Advance and they're so good. If League made a deck builder like that or if anybody made another deck builder like Mega Man Battle Network, I would play it because it is it was so much fun. And the like I just feel like for deck games, there's just not as much interaction. It's just like place card do thing for me to necessarily be involved. And so a game like that, that kind of invi- it combines a little bit of like technical skill, like moving left and right, up and down and dodging things and aiming. I feel like I'd get behind that, but I just don't know if I'll ever play Legends of Runeterra at all. Yeah. I definitely like the ta- tactical nature of it. The, uh, or that tactical nature of this game rather where you're like moving around is pretty interesting, but the more strategic nature of card games uh, in terms of like, I don't need to have the quickest response time or anything as long as I'm within my, my turn limit. It's more, given the stupid RNG that this game gave me, am I able to win in the face of the stupid RNG this game gave you? That's uh, and so we could all unite over stupid RNG, but at least it's like, I, I know how to work that RNG better than you do in, in the long term. And that's kind of satisfying. Totally understand that. All right, well, that basically covers the 10-year anniversary. I mean, they also announced, like, the cartoon. I know it's not an anime, um, but I assume LaRue's going to watch that because it's Jinx-themed. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, LaRue's a big, big Jinx fan, huge Jinx guy. Um, so the only other two things I want to talk about is if we had any of our, like, best league memories over the years. 
just to reminisce and, and come full circle with the whole 10 year anniversary. Yeah, I, know, I got a bunch. Uh, somehow they all involve the character Rise. I don't know. Guy's just a uh, memory making machine. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Just like my, my first successful game, one of the first characters I ever played. I don't know. I think that game we hugged, there was a rise that we like destroyed. That's true. Also, that was my so. best league memory. Rue and I were like unnecessarily drunk on like a random weekend in college, and we won a really long game. That probably, it was probably like a 50 minute game. It was just like one of those points where we're like just both so happy for no reason. We jumped up and hugged each other, and we're like, why, we did, why did we do that? This is a child's game. Yeah. That was the peak of the night, as I recall. It only it only went down oh, it there. Oh, quickly fell apart. But that was definitely fun. I those are some of my treasured memories. I'll never never forget learning my first like league combo, which was the like Lux Q E laser. Like if you hit all three of those, it's like you're so strong. Or the Diana like land Ooh, Q, yeah. press R, press W, press R again. Like that was always really cool. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. Dude, I love I love the game. I don't play it nearly as much as I used to, just because I'm I'm like a where's TFT, like where's Marvel, where's TFT type guy now. Just because I don't play, I don't have enough time in my adult life anymore to play constant games of leagues and keep up with the meta. But boy, has it been a substantial impact on my life, and I assume on yours, you guys's as well. I think the I think two or I, th- I have like a couple memories that I can think of. One being when Nick was getting me into the game and I was leveling up to thirty, and I was playing Cat because that was like the only character I knew. And in the normal game, I think I told you this already. I had like f- I think I had four or five pentakills in the same game. I think this was back truly when like beginner players played with like other beginner players. And so, like, just the fact that I had played the game before and I was on a smash your head into the keyboard character that... Uh, you also had played, like, Han before. So you had right, some- right. That was the other problem for those poor souls is that I'd, I'd played I'd played MOBAs before. So, yeah, I just remember, sh- like, stomping. I remember asking Nick, I'm like, are all League games supposed to go like that? <laughs> like, I was honestly so confused. But um, that and then... I think playing with my brother was a lot of fun. I'm really sad. He doesn't play anymore. Um, he's more of like an Overwatch, Dota 2, Switch kind of guy now. But um, I miss I miss like supporting my brother in the bot lane or whatever. Um, that was fun when he played. And then my last thing is when my brother convinced me to play Victor because I was like, you know, I'm tired of playing Thresh. Um, I, I, I realized real quickly that unless you're like just a god on support, it's so hard to climb in like silver is, is like a support main because you're just at the mercy of your boost to 80 carries. So my, so my brother was like, do you start just playing mid and carrying? And I was like, all right, who do I play? And he's like, I recommend Victor. And I like had never heard of him. He was, I feel like he was one of the characters that you just like never saw. Like you never saw people play Victor really. And so I started playing them and I haven't looked back in the last, what, six years I've been playing them since. So those are probably my three favorites. That's true. All right, well, I guess we can pretty much wrap it up there. I still think we should do our what we're doing, playing, singing thing. Yeah, so. let's do that. So uh, you have a first, Ben? What are you up to? Yeah, so let's see. I'm, for some reason, I'm watching the uh, Mission Impossible movies back through again. I don't know why. I don't know like what made me want to do it, um, 
but uh, I've watched like the first three. And then what else? Oh, I watched Joker the other day. That was really interesting. Um, oh, are you inspired to shoot up people because you're sad? Because <laughs> that's what the news is trying to do. So, dude, it's actually really well. I feel like I feel like this this the I feel like that movie could be an interesting topic for another podcast because there's there's no way I could talk about all I would want to talk about that movie right now. But um, yeah, I still need to see it. But. It was kind of ironic that the that the media was sort of like hyping up this like you know. Oh, someone's gonna like go to the Joker to shoot up people because literally the movie The Joker, like a lot of it was about how like the media creates like these sort of circumstances. So I thought it was kind of ironic that the media, like real life media, played into that as well. It was sort of like I, I can't even explain. You'd have to watch the movie, but I found it like extremely ironic. But anyway. Yeah, the best art blurs the lines between that and real life, right? That's so, that's true. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Rue, what about you? Uh, I haven't been doing too, too much gaming. I've been doing a lot more like uh, a lot of like web dev stuff in the evenings over the last couple of weeks, actually. Uh, I've been a real renaissance in my uh, my at-home coding. And then, uh, I don't know, usual, usual stuff. Random, the same YouTube feed that everybody gets. Uh, recently got into microtonal music, which is pretty cool. Really, uh, really on a different level. So, yeah, lots of interesting things going on, but unfortunately not too much gaming. I uh, I still need to, I just downloaded the, um, I'll put new in quotes, the new Zelda game. Um, and so, got to find time to play that. Yeah. It's that's a great it. transition, because that's what I'm playing right now, too. Nice. I also downloaded it this weekend. I think I'm on Dungeon, like, 4? Or, like, getting to Dungeon 4? That game is so good just because it's so it's so weird. It is. It's kind of hard. Like not yeah. from like a skill standpoint, but like a what am I doing? Like where? It took me a couple of years to figure it out. I like was a little too young when I first played it, I think. But it was the first Zelda game I ever played. Me too. It was uh, for my like my cousin gave me his original Game Boy, and that was the first Zelda I ever played. And I was like, this game doesn't make sense, but there's a chain shop in it. Yeah. He's from Mario, and there's Yoshi, I'm, and Yoshi's my favorite. I'm looking forward to if they're if they're redoing this, I want them same style to redo the uh, Oracle games. That would be incredible. Yeah, I love those, dude. I put so many hours into Oracle's ages and seasons. Yeah. So good. Do you ever do the crossover content? Absolutely. Absolutely. There, I've probably a hundred percent of those games. Like, if they had a hundred percent, I'm almost positive I would have a hundred percent of those because I don't yeah. can't think of anything I didn't have. And I mean, didn't you hundred percent Breath of the Wild? You maniac. I did not. I did not get all of the Ooh. Koroks, but I did do all of the shrines. I did all shrines twice. Uh, Korok seeds is a lot. Korok seeds is essentially like, I don't know. It's like hair pulling. Like it's you can do it, but at some point it becomes it's like pointless. It's like am yeah. I am I a complete ape that when I was like eight years old and I was playing Oracle Seasons like halfway through the game I just straight up got stuck and didn't know what to do and gave up. Like I seriously don't know what happened welcome to top down zelda dude that's how like all of them are it's like you get to a certain point and you're like i don't have an ability to get me across this river so i can't get to where i'm supposed to go so this game's over <laughs> it's like i didn't slice this bush which happens to have the stairway that goes under yeah them. it's like yeah okay well too bad yeah. and for and for eight-year-old ben it was just a little bit too much dude i couldn't take it anymore yeah dude i was lucky enough to have the uh 
Prima official strategy guide for. Ah, uh, you see, I did not have that. That's how I found out about all the crosses thing. Prima or Prima? It was like Prima, dude. Prima. Yeah. Yeah, but I used to love those right. things. I used to read those before I went to bed. My parents are like, "You should read To Kill a Mockingbird," and I was like, "I'll read To for Mars." I tried. That Nintendo Power was was the ultimate light reading. Oh hell yeah, dude! Dude, somewhere you can find the Nintendo Power, the Nintendo Power where I wrote into the author in the like opening section that no one reads, where kids write in answers and or like oh. ask questions, and I wrote that Shadow should be faster than Sonic because I was very edgy, and I loved Shadow. Did they I got. I was in Nintendo Power. Yeah, somewhere you can wow. say, see David H from Indiana, where You're I talked about Nintendo. Shadow should be faster because he doesn't have to expend as much effort because he has sh- cooler shoes than Sonic. That is pretty. I mean, he's a Shadow man. Shadows don't. Yeah. That's that's some hardcore dirt shit that I'm yeah. absolutely putting on my resume someday. Um, I've been playing Link's Awakening, like you said, but I also been I re-downloaded Destiny 2 for PC because I haven't I played it on Xbox because once again casual console gamer loser, but I did start playing uh, Destiny 2 on my PC and it's fun again. Like that game was fun when I played it for Xbox and I basically play it solo because none of my friends play Destiny 2, um, but I still have a good time. That game is so pretty. Like the effects are great. Every time you like hit somebody, it's like just the feeling you get is, like, really nice. Like, they have a lot of very satisfying effects. There's a gun called, like, the Sunspot that if you, like, blow up someone, their heads blow up, and then anything around them blows up, and it makes a really nice, meaty, like, revolver-type sound. Oh, it's so good. Makes you feel like a space cowboy. I love that. That's a great game. I wish you guys would download it. It's fun. It's fun, to, like, just to get on, play for, like, 30 minutes, do, like, half, like a mission, get some XP, and then dip out. I feel like I'm about to try it. Oh, and I finished season three of The Good Place, so I'm officially up to, like, live. Great show. Season one's, like, perfect television, almost. Season two and three are good, but season one is, like, just tremendous. Which show? The The Good Place. Place. I talked about it last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely worth watching. But, um, I think that'll do it. This is definitely a longer one, but, I mean, it's about League of Legends, and that's, like, pretty much all we ever do together, so I feel like that was worth making it a little lengthier. Yep. Um, that was a forking good one. Yeah, that nice. See, good place jokes. Um, hopefully next week we can get Brian back on, or we might have some other like surprise guests. I know my little brother, who also has been playing League with us for years and years and years, has been down to get on. And then I have a friend who's a gambling agent, actually. So if we ever get to talk about um, some kind of sports betting or things like that, or esports betting, we could bring him on. Definitely got to make sure Brian's on that one. Yeah, that that would be a very interesting dynamic. Um, real, real quick before we go, I would like to point out that I correctly predicted that Team Liquid would not get out of groups. Yeah, nice. My pickups were ass. Don't don't look at that one. It's Euphoria. I was def- I'm definitely the EU fanboy in this group, so I was like pretty stoked about that, but also pretty sad that NA like continues to be not good. NA is a joke, and actually I think next year they should only have two people in Worlds and not three. That's a hot take. We can cover that next week. Yep. Uh, so thanks again for listening um, to week two. This was a very heavy league one, so if you're not in the league, sorry about that. And if you listened the whole time, I have no idea why you did that. If but you hopefully listen to we any of the time, thanks. Yeah, right. We appreciate it. If you like this video there or like this podcast, it is on almost every single podcast viewing app now. I get about 14 notifications when it gets published live now. For yours is now yours podcast is now on Spotify. Your podcast is now on Overcast. Um, give it a listen. Maybe send it to a friend who also likes League. 
preferably one that likes League, maybe don't like have your girlfriend who's never heard of League listen to this, but if you do, that's cool too. Maybe she will like it. Maybe she likes the sweet, chocolatey sound of our voices. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.